Hey, everybody, you are listening to Launch Radio with Jeff and Kira. You see, our future depends on humanity and AI living in harmony. And on this show, we are going to help you develop a better understanding of both. You're live. Hello. We're back. We're back weekly. <laughs> Saturdays for now, but next week we're going to be Thursday. Back yes. to our regular Thursday schedule. How are you, Kira? I'm good. How are you? It's a little chilly here in, in uh, deep south of Georgia. How often does it like snow there? Do you get snow often in Georgia? Honestly, I wake up sometimes and I'm not entirely sure where I live. The weather here is so schizophrenic. It'll be bright and sunny for an hour and then it'll sleet and hail. And then it's like 35 right now. It's in flux. Always it's in flux constantly. Yes. It's very hard to, um, to predict the weather here, which is very interesting that we have snow in the deep south. You wouldn't think it. Now, snow as in like flurries, you know, it doesn't really slay, you know, yeah, or light, I should say, but it's fun nevertheless. It's just, uh, it's very unpredictable. So you don't know what to wear ever. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I went to school in, in North Carolina, so I have somewhat of a, a vibe on, on how it goes there. It's a little north of Atlanta, but um, it's 81 degrees uh, here in LA. So, you know, 81 Jealous. and sunny. Yeah, (laughs) how it always is. Middle January, 81 degrees. Yeah, so a lot to get into today. I I know we want to our recent theme, but it's really been a theme of kind of everything country, the world is social media and the media and just how the chaos of everything people say on social networks and what's being cut off or what's on or other platforms that have been created and, and just all everything that's happening has created a very chaotic environment that we didn't have pre-social media. It feels like the social media is making it worse and that it's igniting it almost seems like we talked about this a few weeks ago, but it's like you remember the slime in Ghostbusters 2 kind of played oh, yes. <laughs> kind of played on our emotion. It kind of hijacked our is it like limbic system. And that was like the theme of the slime was like it got angry when people got angry. You know, like there was the toaster dance scene where the toaster was dancing when they were the happy. Statue of Liberty walked because of the slime. The Statue of Liberty literally walked through Manhattan. Yeah. <laughs> because of the slime. I feel like Ghostbusters 2 was sending us, you know, a message. I mean, I'm obviously joking, but obviously there's a theme there that is relevant. And you know, it also was about fear and ghosts. And, and I feel like that's played out with social media because I th- feel like social media is like social media and AI is like the slime. It preys on that, on our emotions. I think more and more people are becoming aware of that. Not that we weren't before, but I think it's especially ignited now. And, you know, with four years of Trump stirring everything up, have you noticed, by the way, since he was thrown off, it is like quieter amongst, (laughs) there's some more peace amongst, have you noticed that amongst Twitter? Like, it's just like a nice break. Like we can all breathe a little, you know, we don't have to be all like, okay, what, What's Trump's tweet say today? Whether you approve or disapprove of him, either way, I think we all could agree that it's like a breath of fresh air not to have this explosion every day of the latest, you know, uh, brush fight that started or ignited. Yeah. 
We have Phil in here. Hi, Phil. Saying it's you know it's back to boring. Well, boring <laughs> isn't always bad, but some would word it as back to peace or back to quiet or back to boring. Different people word that different ways. But well, he says we're back to tweeting our dinner. Yeah, <laughs> you know that that in some regards is true. But yes, I think that back to you know how it hi- kind of hijacks our limbic system, like the Ghostbusters two slime did. Go watch that. It really is surreal when you think about it as like the algorithm social media, but. It's now a matter of because it's playing so much into our emotion and because it kind of I mean, it's been over a course of 20 years. But in some regards, we're having a you know, I hate the word awakening, but we're having it. We're all realizing this more and we're realizing that the way algorithms work and the way the medias work, it's designed to kind of emotionally affect us and it causes more short-term disagreement. We fight each other quicker than before social media because information travels much quicker. It's easier for uh, stuff like hoaxes and such to spread because somebody said this today, I forget who it was, but somebody said on social media, the way people stand out is they create a hoax, they create something that's not true because it makes them stand out from other things that are true. So people just create false things and it spreads so quickly because social media has the ability to do that. So I feel like we need some type of a structure for social media and media, and this is in the works. I mean, Jack Dorsey talks about it, but we need some type of a structure that's going to help, that can somehow help people first realize how much it's emotionally affecting them, and through that, be able to tell what's real from what's not. We need something, some type of a you said it last night, like as a utopia or, or something, some type of a, I would call it like a structure that will help people have a better idea of what's real and what's not. Because right now we're in this state where everything's just playing on people's emotions, like their business frame is designed around igniting people. And it's uh, not healthy for anybody. What are your thoughts on that? My concern is, and you know, social media is not that old. If you, in the grand scheme of things and, and in the grand scheme of inventions, it's not that entirely old, you know, or it hasn't been around that long to know the ramifications. You know, there has been studies here and there about the mental health and how it leads to depression and anxiety and all of that. But there really hasn't been like a long-term effect of absorbing too much social media and what that does. And I think we saw that, what, a week ago. I think we're starting to actually see what happens when media pushes out content and it gets picked up and becomes a brush fire and they keep pushing it out more and then it spreads through social media like a like a vehicle you know mm-hmm. and i think it's warped so many minds to the point where it's like delusions it's a little disconcerting to be honest you know, the, the things that people are believing are coming from, I think you had posted on your Facebook today, I think about the gentleman who's big into the QAnon supporter. And he's, you know, was one of the biggest spreader of information as it yeah. pertains to Hollywood because he had a vendetta against Hollywood because he wasn't making it as a writer. Yeah, yeah. So the problem with that is, is social media allows you to just dump all of your anger out and create whatever conspiracy theory you want, you know, and there's people believing it. There's people acting on it. Yeah. And 
I think we finally hit the crux of like, okay, what do we do now? And we're seeing that where with Twitter and, and Facebook and trying to figure out their role now in society and in mental health of human beings. And I think this year, we're going to start to see a very big shift as it pertains to social media. And I'm interested to hear from you and from anyone out there of like, what if we could create, you know, if we all had a magic wand and it was, okay, let's fix social media. What would it look like? What would utopia? And so, cause it's not going to go anywhere. We're still going to have it, but what will it look like? Because right now, this is a dumpster fire. Like, this isn't going to last the way it's set up, obviously. So if we were to redo it and rebuild it, knowing what we know about it, what does it look like? Are there restrictions? Are there age restrictions on the information? Is it going to be where news is not allowed to be spread on social media? You know, I don't know. What do you think on on what it might look like? I think that there's going to be some eventually restrictions. I think there... You know, I mean, Jack Dorsey kind of talked about this in some ways. I think there's going to be some restrictions. And I think that uh, they're still in the process of working out what the future is going to be. But I do believe there's going to be some restriction. It could be anything. I mean, yeah, it could be, you know, I mean, I was saying the other day to someone that, you know, social media is you've come to realize how toxic it can be. You know, in the 50s and 60s, everybody smoked. Everybody smoked cigarettes. You know, everybody thought that it was good. And then slowly but surely, they realized that how bad it was. And then laws were made and restrictions were made. And, you know, cars initially didn't have seatbelts. Similar things have happened in the past. And so I think there's going to have to be some laws and restrictions. I think it could be around, you know, what age people can be on social media. I mean, I think that's a possibility. I think there could be things like that. But I think that's just one part of the rollout of restrictions, or I don't want to call them all restrictions, but changing of the guard of how the entire media operates. If you could rebuild social media, what would it look like? Well, I think that there needs to be, and by the way, just pressing saying this, AOC said this the other night on her Instagram, that we need to create some type of a structure. So everybody kind of agrees on this. And I said this on Twitter, there needs to be some type of a committee that includes Sam Altman, went to my high school, tech guy in Silicon Valley. He tweeted about this, and then I commented on it, and I think there needs to be some type of a committee that represents the entire public. So you get kind of this group that represents all corners of society, kind of everywhere, like a mixed, you know, you pick these people, and they come together as like representatives, and they work in combination with the government and with the tech companies. So you have you have a triangle. So you have tech companies, you have the government, and you have the people. And the people have a group of people representing them in these meetings. And then you design some type of an algorithm that is kind of transparent, but also designed around everyone having a voice. You know, everybody has a, has part of it and it's transparent. And then if there were some way that this very transparent algorithm could surface what the most kind of important tweets are or relevant tweets or posts so that everybody can see kind of what the most relative posts or tweets are. But the key is that algorithm has to be very transparent so everybody knows what it's doing. Like when they created the Constitution, 
and all that in Bill of Rights and stuff, you know, they had to be very transparent. You know, they're like, everybody's going to see this. We're going to show it to them so they know how it's working. And we're working around this, you know, on a piece of paper. Well, now you've got it in the digital world. So we, the people, so the people control it. So it has to be transparent, whatever it is. And then it surfaces what are the most important tweets on a given topic. And you could even have like rooms, you know, you could have like a, it doesn't all have to be a big public thing. There could be a room that you go into that's like, uh, you know, bird watching. And it services the most relevant tweets from the bird watchers. Like that could be a professional or it could be like someone with a good idea about bird watching. Do you yeah. see it as like a Reddit going back to like a forum moderation type of like 1990 or, you know, um, early internet era? Maybe. I don't think it would be early internet from like a how it looks, you know, like like you could kind of see it basic structure that way. But it's more of an advanced form of creating an algorithm with the group mind of like with humanity, like the brain and thoughts and feelings, and everything of humanity programmed into it while being transparent. You know what I'm well, saying? The problem with being transparent is you diminish all competitive leeway with any of these companies. So then yeah. essentially every company knows what every company's algorithm is doing and that would cease all, you know, healthy competition within the market. Because they know each other's algorithm? How so? Yeah. I mean, if Facebook and Instagram and Twitter came out and said, here's our algorithms and here, here's how it works, yeah, they would cease to exist. Why? Because the algorithm is what makes that company and it's proprietary information and this is the exact thing that the government fear or that these companies fear is that the government's going to force them to tell them it's like their secret sauce you know for example i'm from pittsburgh and in pittsburgh you put heinz ketchup on literally everything because all our grandparents worked at heinz bottling and putting you know the labels on and etc cetera, etc cetera, right i mean it's a staple within Pittsburgh. It has a secret ingredient in it. You know, that's called the Heinz 57, 57 varieties. So there's 57 ingredients. There's a secret ingredient in Heinz ketchup. Now, if Heinz ketchup was forced to say their secret ingredient, they wouldn't be anything better than Hunt's, which is shit ketchup. See what I mean? You can't give all the secrets out because then there won't be any competitive marketplace for anything. There'll be, it'll be just all of social media will be one company. Well, and then, you know. They're going to have to work that out. <laughs> there's no other way. There's no, there's no other way. They're going to have to. Jack and Mark, they know this, by the way. That, I know, there's but no, they there's can't no be way they don't know that. They can't be transparent. Well, unfortunately, in the way what we're evolving into and where things are going, if they're saying, no, we're not going to be transparent, but the people want it transparent and the government wants it transparent, like, Social media is so powerful now that it's basically becoming like the government, <laughs> like it's becoming the world. There's just no other options here. Like I know, but the thing is, who is going to tell them that they have to do that? It's a private company. They already know. They know. I know, but they don't have to do it. Well, they don't have to. Okay, well, okay, fine. They don't have to. Great. So they do their thing. Then what if like, you know, Joe Blow from Idaho is like, goes and says, okay, I'm going to go create my own thing that's going to yep. be transparent and goes with the government and says, this is the new humanity algorithm. This is the humanity algorithm and goes yep. and starts that where everything's represented. Would that be competitive with them? No, you know why? Why? 
because you need users. Yeah. They would have to get this new Joe Blow from Idaho's new, you know, social media would have to have the same amount of volume that Facebook and Instagram have. They would literally have to steal users from them. I don't know. They they would have to be such a fun of. Like they would have to pay every human being on earth like a thousand dollar check for them to sign up to use their their latest social media. There's no reason for people to jump from social media yet. There just isn't. Until someone forces your hand, until you're banned, look at President Trump. He is what I would probably say, and I'm not a psychiatrist or a psychologist, but I would say he's gets manic depressive when he can't get on Twitter. Now, is that something that was already in his brain that he already leaned toward those tendencies of addiction, you know, or did social media cause the addiction? You know, it's chicken and the egg. But the problem is if he can't even get off social media, how in God's green earth do you expect other human beings to just jump ship from their Instagram? I mean, these there are people that have built their livelihoods around Instagram and Facebook and Twitter, you know, for Joe Blow from Idaho, his social media would have to be some kind of massively substantial reason why everyone would jump off of these massive behemoth companies. And that's the problem, right? That's the crux of the issue is that no one, no one decided that, huh, these social media companies are getting a little big and they're private entities and we don't really have a handle on it and we can't tell them what to do. And now it's out of control. So as the government, you don't you don't have any right to ask Jack what his algorithm is on Twitter or Mark or Sundar, you know, at Google. So then how do you contain it? It's a fucking problem. It has to be. <laughs> you know? ha- they, they have to work together and create something along the lines of what I'm talking about. I get it. But that would mean, Jeff, and I disagree with this if you believe it. That would mean that the heads of these companies care about humanity. Yeah, they should. And they don't. They're publicly traded companies and they care about their bottom line. If it means that they get people addicted to using their product, like like you think the people that create cigarettes can sleep at night? Yeah, because they make a shit ton of money and Jack makes a shit ton of money and Mark makes a shit ton of money. What it comes down to is the very the fabric of moral code and compass. And you can't force someone into that, or you can't train someone into that. You either have it or you don't, or you're blinded by money. These people are billionaires. The government would either have to force their hand or someone would have to come like an Elon Musk of some sort would have to come in and create a new platform that would be so unbelievably different and welcoming and the whole, you know, solves all the problems. Otherwise, I actually don't know how you get all these people off Twitter and, and Facebook. Or how do you fix? How do you go to Jack and say, you need to fix this as a problem? Well, Jack He's and a- Jack and Mark and them are already, they're kind of like delegated world leaders thing. <laughs> like they're already like running Which the... scary as fuck. And if no one's scared by that, they should be. Well, because... so you just tell them that they're running the world. So, you know, because they're running the world, they have to make some good decisions here with the people that are supposed to be running the world. They Maybe have to come they together. Maybe should be part of a new government so that it's regulated. That's right. And that 
that the heads of these companies are voted in. That's like what I'm a saying. Like a democracy where we vote in the head of our government yes. and we could vote in the heads of social media yes. and the media itself. Because essentially they run what we think, what we feel, what we believe. I yeah. mean, very essence of our being is dictated by random people that dropped out of college to make a, a platform. Yeah. That's a little frightening and it should frighten a lot of people. So I actually think maybe they create, or maybe it's, it's its own government type of thing where it's regulated. Every country has a, a say in it and um, it's voted on globally. Every citizen has a right to globally vote on who they want in charge of social media. That's, that's right. And you have a panel of people that represent the people that everybody's every corner of society is kind of you know has a say yep. in these meetings. And yes, you have the heads of social media and the respective. They have to combine with the governments. They have to combine and they have to work with them and with the voice of the people in mind so that everybody gets, you know, we're not having the social media or the government dictating. We've got the people's wishes in mind by a committee. And that committee could rotate. It could be some regulars. I don't know. But every country and every and it has to become a global, like you said, a global platform that is designed around what people want and think and feel like the AI has to use our limbic system productively. And right now it's not using it productively. I remember when the internet first came out, Ed, there was a lot of moderation. You know, I mean, you would go into a forum and there was moderators like any message board. Yeah. You know, there was a ton of controls, you know, and it was human controls that were doing it. Yeah. There was no algorithm that were doing it. There were moderators or human beings moderating what is allowed to go up, what people are allowed to post. Now, because of AI and the technology that's been able to be created over the years, AI now controls it. And then the problem is we don't know what the rules are. Yeah. Whereas the moderators and message boards, there would always be a list of rules. You can't say this. You can't talk about this. You know, I'm actually part of a uh, hiking group here in Georgia on Facebook, a Facebook group. Yep. And somehow every week or so, and there's probably like, I don't know, 20,000, you know, members of this group. Every week or so, there's a post about something political and it turns into a gigantic brush fire. And you have people typing, where's the moderator? Where's the owner of this page? And then immediately that person's ejected. That's how the internet worked. That's how message boards worked. That's how forums worked. So somehow social media was allowed to just like, just balloon into this like, oh, well, anything's allowed to be said. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So say that again. So someone, the moderator says someone, and then what happens? The person gets kicked out. Say say that again. Yeah, because it's, you know, it's rules. There's a, you know, when you create a Facebook group, you have a set of rules like, hey, no, this is a group about hiking, not about Trump and Biden, you know, like no political talk. If someone decides to post the a trolls. meme, yeah, okay. that might not be a troll. It just might be someone who's like venting that day. But you immediately see, you know, hundreds of comments saying, you know, uh, tagging the owner of the group. And then immediately, all of a sudden, it's, it's alleviated. Yeah. He's either kicked out or, you know, the, the post is taken down, whatever it is. We don't have that 
moderation for the entire social media. We have it in little groups here and there. We need it for the entire the entire thing. Yeah. You know? We do. We need it for the entire thing. I mean, I don't know who would be in control of that. You know, I actually, it's interesting when you um, learn about other governments, like in the UK, they have like the minister of loneliness. Like literally that's a, that's an official who's voted in. It's like part of parliament. Like, like that's minister, his title. That's and his that's title. their title. Wow. And that person's in charge of mental health and making sure that, you know, I mean, UK is dismal and gray and it's like Pittsburgh every day, you know, right. like old gloomy every single day, like 300 days a year. So of course they need a minister of loneliness because it's just like brutal to live there. Yeah. But in any event, we don't have that. We don't have people overseeing humanity type of situations. We have finance. We've got public health, which obviously they're doing a fine job. We've got education. Yeah. We don't have anyone for mental health. We don't have a minister of loneliness. Well, we need to do some serious upgrading in that realm as far as having all of that stuff. And and I think the one, you know, the one, if you're going to find a one perk in the deadly tragic pandemic that's been happening, it would be that it's making us go back and look at our systems and how we do things and how we and what we just everywhere from social media to the government to how we handle health to commute to workplaces and communicating with each other. And it's making it made us go back and look at everything. And maybe that's a preamble to recreating things in a way that have officials along the lines of what you said and have you know, the word of the people's kind of restructured in a different way. And, and, uh, you know, I think all of that's got to be worked through. But I think we're getting to a point where we need to reevaluate everything. We're at that point, everything that's going on as far as how we operate in the pandemic, how tragic it is actually helped us do this. Interesting that it happened right at the moment when we need to look at social. But ultimately, I mean, Elon Musk has said this, it's going to be about about getting that AI and the and tech stuff, social media algorithms, to work in our favor instead of against us. Right, because right now, the way the algorithms are set up mm-hmm. is to get as many eyeballs as humanly possible to the content in order to sell advertising. That's not healthy. So, so that's got to be worked through. That's, that is that's... how QAnon conspiracies happen. That's how all this diabolical stuff about Tom Hanks and had I don't... All, all of that stuff. All yes. that crap is all fueled by advertising dollars but, because the more the media pushes it out, the more eyeballs come to read it. That's right. That's that, happening everywhere on all sides, yeah. though. Yeah. Everywhere. Everybody is, they're all guilty because every big company is using it to get eyeballs and they're not our friends here. That, you know, that, right. the big companies. Like, they're just, like, personally... I think they, a lot of people, there. I believe there's a lot of good people and they want to be our friends. But financially, as you say, they're not because it's about trying to make a profit. Of course. I'm you kind know, of a person where I don't really always say like if I was like a millionaire or a billionaire, like not much would like change. I would still be like sitting at my desk trying to figure out YouTube. That's because you're like a Midwesterner guy. And that's, you know, I mean, it's it's the way you were brought up. I mean, there's there's people that are humbled. Yeah. By you know, and just have that nature. And then there's others who see who win the lottery and buy eight cars and blow it. You know what I mean? It's just... We need people who aren't so 
greedy. Yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, what do they think they're going to do with all that money? Well, <laughs> like, here's the thing. Like, when I read articles of how Jeff Bezos is going to be the first trillionaire, hmm. like, that's not good. Yeah. He does not have that much money. <laughs> I applaud him for being able to crack the code to, you know, basically interjecting himself into every single home globally, basically. However, that's not a good thing to have someone that with that much money, because money equals power in a capitalist society. And because we're a capitalist society, he has way too much power. Mark Zuckerberg has way too much power because they make too much money. Where do they get the money from? Advertising. But, you know? but okay, so they have too much power because they make too much money. Okay, but what is that? They could, he could be a guy be in his apartment power. just eating Doritos. Like, if you have a lot of power, I don't know who says he has power. We say he does because he has money. What does he think about it? I mean, I lost his number whenever I switched my iPhones, if, or I would lose them. Like, if there's any humanity in Jack Dorsey at all, which I think there is, he actually seems. Like reasonable guy from what I've seen, like you would think that he would want to work with the government and the people in the world to make things a, a better place by using his algorithm and using AI to do that. I think he does. I think Actually, I think you're touching on something that's very interesting. I think the person that will win this war, and it is a war, mm -hmm. will be the person who steps up the most in in defense of humanity. Yeah. So instead of being the greedy money mongering, you know, giants that they are, whoever does it first, Jack, Sundar, it's not gonna be Sundar, you know, Mark, it's not gonna be Mark. Whoever steps up and is like, we're completely shifting the way we do things in our platform. And we're going to make it so that it's it makes humanity great and not a vicious battlefield. You know, and that person will win because they'll win the Nobel Peace Prize. They'll be on the cover of Time. You know, they will be the pinnacle of what we should aspire to be. Not, oh, I want to make so much money. We should be aspiring to how do I help humanity today? We're lacking in that society. We don't have that person. We don't have a Martin Luther King. We don't have a Mother Teresa. We don't have a Mahatma Gandhi. Like, we don't have that person we can say, that person. We look up to that person as like the greater good. We look up to people that make billions of dollars. And that's when I say for Jeff to have, Jeff Bezos to have, you know, going to be the first trillionaire, who the fuck cares? I don't want to be like him. How much money does he give to philanthropy? Not enough. You know, it's never enough. And he's not there for humanity. I think the, the next person who's able to crack the code of rising above all this, like a, a Greta, whatever her last name is, like those types of people need yeah. to be who we look up to, not people making trillions of dollars. Yep. The road, the road to a better world goes through Jack Dorsey. I mean, truly, if it's not going to be Sundar, it's not going to be Mark, yeah. I think it's going to be Bezos. I think that Jack, based on his tweets and what I see him say and just his overall humanity plus uh, oh that's what this comes <laughs> St. down Louis to bias of course i but i think he i have no idea no wonder you're up his ass so much yes i was like why does he like jack so much i mean jack's a good guy from what i can tell from the outside but like 
I'm like, Jeff is obsessed with him. That's why I didn't even know he was from St. Louis. Oh, yeah. He's from St. Louis. There's oh, a, the truth, Ouch. definitely a factor. But I also just really like Twitter's my, I would say Twitter's my favorite of the networks. I would say Twitter. So that's part of it, too. But St. Louis, definitely a big factor. I like Twitter. I'd say I like them in this order. Twitter, and then I like YouTube, and then I like Facebook, and I like Instagram. That's probably like the order I, I like them in. But I think that somebody's going to have to do that. And I think they're going to do it soon. And I think it's probably going to be Jack Dorsey. Well, and I don't know what it was. I remember reading an article when the pandemic first came out and it was like right in like February, March, right at the beginning. And everyone was like, oh my God, panic stricken. You know, in LA, we were in lockdown first out of the entire country, et cetera, et cetera. And I was reading an article about like, just to relax a little bit. Yes, it's all chaotic and scary and, you know, awful. But this is when inventions occur. Yeah. This period of time is when a massive invention will happen. And 100 years ago, whatever, whenever, you know, the, pan- the last pandemic happened, uh, the Spanish flu, I forgot what came out after that. It was like these massive changes, you know? And I. Roaring 20s. The Roaring 20s. And I, at some point, something's going to come out of like the next internet, like that big. You know, not like, oh, the next flat screen TV. We're talking like the next future of technology will come out because of the pandemic. I think so. I think the pandemic and it like it was 100 years ago, like you said, it's kind of like a reset button. You know, it's rebooting the system. And then in the 20s, we're going to have like a whole rip roaring thing. I, I think there's going to be a new form of kind of Internet combined with social media, both. Yeah, it kind of runs the runs the conscious of humanity. That's what's coming. So I, I hope see that. humanity is is going to be the next um, invention because right now we're lacking in humanity, like big time. We're lacking in humanity because anger and that emotion is such a easily triggered emotion. Yeah. And because the way they currently have it, the way Internet and social media is structured, it's designed, as we said, to feed into that. So you're going to have to take that and create a publicly known just balance of social media that's transparent, like I said earlier, and design it in a transparent way where everybody can see it. And it's going to be something like, you can kind of see it. It's going to be something like rooms, but like the AI is going to kind of in a way be like a mind, like a, like a model of like our mind, of like a, a like public conscious. So you know how like 20, you know, 30 years ago, if you get an idea or whatever, like it was hard to get it out there. But it's a little easier now. I mean, it's still kind of hard. But if it was a great idea, you know, and enough people heard it, it would eventually be found. And and social media is going to create a structure that can kind of do that organically through the minds of the people that we don't have these crazy violence stuff and all that like surfacing. You know what I'm saying? But yep. the good ideas and the good people and the interesting thing will be able to surface so people will still have an influence if they want to. And the algorithm has to be able to to kind of read that. And you need some very advanced tech people. It's out of my realm, but it's going to have to kind of be a mind of how we created a hundred years ago to create things. This is going to have to be a bigger, better way using AI and using the internet. And this is going to take, it might take 20 years to develop, but you know, in the next decade, you're going to see that happening and they're going to look back in a hundred years at us. And it's almost like, like what's happening with us now is going to look like a war, you know, 
Well, you don't, we don't always realize you're like in the war until you're out of the war. Like right. we're in a war right now, but most people don't even know it. Right. Like we're in the midst of the war, like online. It's a digital world war. It's a digital, yes, exactly. it's a digital tech mind psychology well, war. And I war. Think- I think in even less than like five years, we'll be able to look back on 2021 and 2020 yeah. and be like, oh my God, do you remember when? Yeah. You know, do you remember when social media was X? Like, just like we look back on MySpace and are like, and laugh about it. Yeah. You know, that's how these companies are going to be. Give it five years. I'm probably less than that, where it's going to be archaic and it'll be on to something new and bigger and better. Like look at Clubhouse. You know, Clubhouse is starting, those types of apps are yeah. starting to take hold, you know, yeah. and I think we're going to see it very soon, very, very soon. So I'm on Clubhouse now, but I hear people are joining Clubhouse, which is pretty cool. I'm still investigating it. There's all these these new apps uh, coming out, and I'm very curious to see where that happens and or how it happens and what's developing. But I think ultimately... That structure is what we have to get to, and, and the media is going to be part of it, and, and I think the social media, the mainstream media, everybody's got to kind of find a way to work together, and I think in the, in the post-Trump years, in a way, Trump kind of accelerated that. He kind of made us realize that more indirectly, you know? Absolutely. Because of yeah, the igniting. Him and the pandemic both kind of set the stage for that by doing that. You know, it accelerated things. It, made people realize the work we have to do with social media. And so I think that in the next 10 years, in the next five years, I think that we're going to massively turn towards the tech companies and putting our attention. And universally, it seems like everybody's in agreement on this. You know, we're entering the era of figuring out AI and digital and got Elon Musk Neuralink and stuff. You got all that happening, but that's a little further out. But we're going to start looking at how this psychological war we're in, how to end the war and create a humanity consciousness, AI and the tech company people and the government to help us advance forward. The war ends when we can create that. I think that's going to be in the next next five or 10 years. It's going to take some time. It's not going to be right away. It's going to be a lot of back and forth. It's probably going to take two or three presidents goes through. But that's what we're getting into. This is so new. It's like when they, they came over and we had the you know, you had the Revolutionary War and you had the Civil War and you know, all those like we're doing that now digitally and you got to fight through these wars to get to a better place. So and this is just the beginning of it. So the next decade, I mean, buckle up because it's going to be that's the focus now is digital and AI. Trump and the pandemic made us realize that. And, and that's the next step. Really is. And, you know, I'm just reading through the comments here. Thank you so much for everyone's uh, feedback and everything. Yes. Thank you, Michael. It's monopoly. That's the word I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, you know, I think it's time for that 21st century person, you know, for it to rise up, whoever that is. But that person will then change, you know, the outlook and the view of how things should operate. I think, Lee, I think you're absolutely right. You know, when the internet first came out, you would never be allowed to bully people in forums and on, you know, it would always be moderated. Now you can bully anyone you want, call them names. It doesn't matter. And I'm not entirely sure why the leash was just let go from the time it started, from the time internet started and there were forums to now where you literally can call someone any name under the sun. And there's you know, you could send it to Facebook or Twitter and they're like, yeah, sorry, we don't see this as hate speech. And it's like, does it need to be hate speech in order for it to be damaging? 
How about just like a bullying remark, you know? So I agree with you, uh, Lee, that I think that's, I think it's going to go back to that era of like, hey, just kind of button it up a little bit, grab the leash back, you know, like it's, we've let the dog run wild a little bit. Now it's time to rein it back in. And I think that that's going to be it. But I, I think also part of what needs to be built in design structure that understands how much bias factors in and being able to differentiate somebody that disagrees versus uh, somebody that's just making up lies because our bias makes us think that someone is lying who's not necessarily lying. So that has to be built into this algorithm because bias becomes a factor. Now, obviously, if somebody's just a bully and they're calling someone a jerk, that stuff's unacceptable. That has to be monitored. There has to be a a strand of this algorithm and anything that really looks at bias and hoaxes and knows how to know what is somebody disagreeing in a healthy manner versus someone creating you know, conspiracy theories and fake stuff. It has because our bias makes us think that something else is totally is sometimes part of the time this happens. That something else is ridiculous or conspiracy theory when it's not. So right. it's also our own brains part of the time, not being able to know what is truth and what is not. And social media and the media makes that far worse. So yeah. it has to have a, a trigger of some sort that it can differentiate that as well. So that's where we're, we're getting to. And I think that we will. I think that we will, Kira. I'm excited for it, actually. It's time. I mean, you and I talk about it all the time where it's like, oh, my God can we just blow up like social media already and like start new because it's just such a dumpster fire of disaster, you know, yeah. it was cool. And now it's like horrible, you know, it's, it's like not being used the way it was supposed to be used. It's like yeah. a new car that was cool at first. And then now we're like 20 years in and it's like run down and the everything's yes. breaking and the paint's chipping and the engine's shutting down. And right. so we need to be like, we need to bring in the new car, shine your car and say, Hey, like, we're redesigning here. We want to use, nobody has seen a car before. So we think that the car that you had was cool, but we need to redesign the car a little bit to make things better because your initial, your initial design doesn't work. It's like we created, we created the idea of like a wheel now, like, okay, well, we're trying to invent tires. You know what I'm saying? Like, like there's the wheel, but we're trying to figure out how the tires work. Like something's not working this wheel. Oh, tires. We're, We're kind of doing that in like a, a bigger way, I guess. Yeah, it's like back to the future where we're going. We don't need roads, you know? It's kind yeah. of time for the flying car when it comes to social media. It's time. Yeah. That's great, Kira. Good discussion. Good seeing you. Thank you, everyone, for joining. Here at Jeff and Kira Live, where the future in the future is Jeff and Kira Live. We're going to get back to Thursdays. The next two Thursdays we have scheduled. We're excited to see all of you. So through January, we'll be back this coming Thursday at 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern, the following Thursday, 2 Pacific, 5 Eastern. We're going to try to stay on that schedule. We will see everyone for episode 52 this coming Thursday. Awesome. Thanks, Kira. I'll see you soon. Thank you so much, everyone. Thanks, everyone. Thanks for listening to Launch Radio. We hope you enjoyed this episode. Go ahead, smash that share button and leave a comment below. Also, please be sure to subscribe to Launch Radio on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, and YouTube. Until next episode, thanks again.